Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And welcome back to another Week of Change by Degrees. And this week, we have a little bit of a different one. We do, if you couldn't tell by the title, which I actually don't know what our title is. We don't know. But uh, whatever it is. The day before. You, yeah, this, not even the day before, like 12 <laughs> hours before. Not even. Which we already had recorded this. Hey, okay. Which we already had. <laughs> which we already had recorded this like <laughs> four weeks ago. Um, Longer than that. Longer than that. Um, and then we decided, you know what? That doesn't really fit what we're going with because we kind of changed the idea. Uh, Gabby dragged me into this. This was supposed to be a solo project, and then we said no. That doesn't make any sense for me I mean, in my mind. So, I it was supposed to be like a nice thing, and then my addition is gonna kind of ruin it. But it's okay. Um, so yeah, we should explain what's going on Maybe. before we scare everyone. Well, too late. But uh, so we're this is like our. I just call. It, I keep calling them like our projects that we've been working on. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term for them because, like, we've all been working on, we've been working on other things, but this is the two that are gonna be the most like prevalent for at least our podcast. Like the other ones, I'm not planning on sharing. I don't know about like what are you talking about? Because you also work on other things besides just yeah, this. but not for uh, like that's something you did. Like, m- you know, this. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> so Gabby be doing like reports you weren't gonna no no post no that in your I, no podcast. no I'm saying no no that's not what I'm saying I work on other short stories I just don't share oh, them forget. okay so and I'm sure you work on other She's things like, too and you don't share them that's so, what I'm saying I mean sure so there are other projects okay. that we work on that are like this <clears throat> but they're not on this episode it's just oh, okay. one from you one so, from me the backstory since we've confused everyone by this point is that um our boss uh at tim riddick uh check him out at the creative comeback hey creative comeback uh podcast which is actually really good and it's way better and much more put together yeah yeah 100 100 Um, so so you should definitely hey so you should definitely check that out um but he met with us a few months ago and kind of called us out which we did talk about when they happened Uh, i'm still kind of not over it but yes it's smart goals and part of that was to work on something like separate from work just on our own like creative craft and obviously gabby does writing i kind of do music not really but okay um and we and we each did a thing um gabby's is longer because it's an actual short story and i think you'll really enjoy it okay looking Um, back because now i'm like two months removed from it i don't want to kill myself but that's okay (laughs) And so we each have different perspectives because this part <laughs> has been uh, recorded and done uh, way in advance, which we never do. Uh, That's because I had a due date of like March 1st. Yeah. And mine was uh, her birthday and it was done on her birthday. But you didn't turn it in. I didn't turn it in because Imagine I Imagine doing I an assignment and then just like not turning it in. Having done it. Like it's done, it's but crazy. you just choose to like not turn it in. Yeah. That's I what mean, Millie did for two and a half weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm angry. <clears throat> Don't talk because I'm angry right now. What can okay? I mean, I just want that to like just sit out there and marinate no. in the yeah. air, air for a minute. I mean, I set myself this this due date because like, basically the idea was that we were gonna short you know share her story and then that be the episode. Um, and since my smart goal was this dumb song, uh, she's like, why don't we add it in? And then it's both of our projects, and I was like, fine. So my due date was then May sixth today. Well, that's um, not the original due date. No, but the original I mean, today's May fifth. I know, oh, well, but I'm gonna release yeah, yeah, release the song through the podcast. Um, but it was due my birthday, which was April seventeenth, and it, we're almost halfway through May. But uh, it was recorded, and here's it. Just let me try to explain very very quickly, and then Gabby will explain about her story. But since mine is a, like, I think a shorter 
Well, whatever. Expl- oh, well, let me ask. Okay, so what? 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 So what? What? Ins- let tell us about the story. What inspired you to do it, and how you did it? And actually, you know what's so funny is that it's not me. This is Gabby. Well, a conversation we I had. I didn't do anything. Yes, yes, because it's what you wanted. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, I but mean, I named this song, so, but I didn't do anything with it. So basically, this is a cover of "I Want to Dance with Somebody." And before everyone tunes off immediately, By Whitney, you Whitney shouldn't Houston. because it's a queen. Number one, such a good song, mm-hmm. feel good song. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember why we were talking about this one day. But we were talking about, you know, if you actually like read the lyrics, it's a really sad. Song. It's a sad, especially when you know. I think like about Whitney mm-hmm. and like her, you know, her obviously untimely end and like, but all the stuff she went through with Bobby and Bob. Anyway, just like when you know her as a person, and then like the context around her as a person and then mm. like this song whenever i listen to it i'm like oh it makes me like so sad <laughs> like i don't know and so i one day I just mentioned Millie, i was like oh just like so sad that the lyrics are kind of like really sad even though it's like an, an upbeat, upbeat song dance. every time let me tell you every time this song comes on at like a party i am like yes first, first on there the, i dance love this song and like, i think it's something that everyone knows no matter oh, how yeah, old you are 100%. it's like a timeless song it's gonna get you moving and so my challenge was to do it in a way that kind of represents the lyrics and the way we were discussing. Yeah. Um, and I had a whole journey because I've never released any music before. I don't think it's good. And so I kind of had to do what we call at work a one take, but like a very raw, it's not perfectly produced or polished. My vocals aren't like tuned. It's just me and a piano and my voice and some ambient noise. And just kind of strip it down. And I think I got there after a lot of like back and forth. Because I was so, like had so much anxiety working up to um, the due, the original due date. Um, and I had like a few drums and like a little bit of electric. But I even think, I thought that every instrument I added made it sound happier than I wanted it to. And like took the focus away from the lyrics. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just really make it as painful as possible for me and not be a perfect product. Just me and the piano. And this is my first thing out into the world. And my favorite part about it isn't the song at all. It's the cover art. So oh um, my when you God. see the link to pre-save it, because I don't know if it'll go out into the, the worlds of like Apple Music and Spotify today. It'll be on the podcast at the end after Gabby's story. Um, but whenever the cover <laughs> you do, art say, is you do save it, it's like this random picture of Gabby <laughs> in a parking lot at night with this really cool, like, uh, what would you call that filter thing on I it? Don't, it looks, it looks, it's so funny. Knowing that it's me makes me just like cringe because I was that I, when you took that picture i was like acting like an idiot in a dark parking lot okay this sounds really shifty we were in the, we were in the parking lot at work <laughs> and we were walking out from the day and it was dark and i put my sunglasses on because i carried them in that day and so i have sunglasses on at night at night and it's a blurry photo it's blurry there's a light i'm not even like looking at the, the camera background. she's not there's a water bottle on her car <laughs> her car looks ratchet yep and I just thought, I really, I find it really funny, like, cover art that's not seamless. <laughs> that's kind of, like, either a random, like, water bottle or, like, some blurry image of, like, a basketball hoop or, like, random stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I also think it's, like, hilarious that it has, like, if someone looked at that and then you click on it and hear it, it's, like, two different it's universes. It's completely two it different things. It doesn't make sense. And I'm totally okay with that. I, I had to kind of, like, not care. I'm glad it made, makes you laugh. It just makes me, I don't really care, but it makes me, like... I, uh, and another part of this is that if anyone clicks on it and doesn't know me, they probably will think that I am you. Or just some random person random that you person. found, like you found this photo off of like Google Images and was like, yeah, that's good. No, but this is quite like iconic, I think. It's literally just me. Like the audio I could care less of. I mean, I hope again, I'm 
I think it's still horrible. And then here's let me explain to everyone the the journey I had to go through because I was so nervous about like just showing anybody what I'd be making. But that's any creative. Everyone yeah, gets it. Typical. And today she was like, where's my song at before we like release it for the podcast? And so we went to go get um, some dinner and in the car because yeah, I wanted to play it, it in the car. I was like, we'll play it in the car. And then once you finally started like not talking because she yeah, kept I was talking, I was like, talk can you shut up song. so I can like she listen really to it? I did. I told you to shut up. And then we're driving down the road and <laughs> Millie's sitting in the passenger seat and I'm driving. She is. And, <laughs> and so I started crying because it's so good. And I thought she was and crying because it was horrible. She thought I was crying because I hated it. <laughs> and I, and but I, then, here's the thing. She starts freaking me out because number one, she's driving. Now she's bawling. I was like bawling, bawling, but then I started then laughing. Cra- like cracking up. Because I was crying. Yeah, because I was and like, I was oh like, my God. Can you calm down? Can you drive? Can I you drive I was still, I still use my turn signal on everything. I could drive fine. It was fine. But uh, but yes, I uh, it was it was very very good. It's a very good. Uh, I don't. Song, I mean, so and then yeah, we we showed Tim. So I I I finally did it. Whatever for my first song, you just got to do it. Like sometimes I feel like I mean I don't know if you relate to this, but like going to school, you know, you read the best authors and you're like yeah. That's super clean. Yeah. And I'm like that could be mixed better or tuned better, or compressed better, or like. You know, I add more reverb because I'm kind of, I want to be in the back. I'm not confident enough to be like, you know, this is like fantastic. But at least it's something. Yeah. You just got to take the first step. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And it's like, it's hard because it is one of those things that like comparison is like super easy too. But um, to do, especially when like, like you obviously studied music in school. Mm -hmm. I studied writing in school. And so you have all these like greats and stuff or even, even like, not like quote unquote like greats that we all know. But like when you, I mean, like you obviously follow like music that's being put out today i follow writing that's being put out today Mm. and i look at people who are like winning writing contests that i'm also like um putting my writing in and blah blah blah, and then i see who actually won and And i'm like yeah that makes makes sense sense. (laughs) like they're so good like Mm -hmm. how could i ever like compete with that like wow but it's just like also everyone's different you never know what someone's gonna like like and that's true and that's kind of what i was trying to tell myself because i'm like it's not the cleanest recording but i really just wanted to match the feeling Mm mm-hmm no, I think you did that. So, well, here's the thing: you did it for me. I liked it, which is yeah, I don't know. Matters. Again, just sort of bawling, but um, yeah, you know what? I think it's a, I get a kick out of it. I'm glad that it's not perfect because it kind of gives me the freedom now. Like I can release anything; it doesn't have to be perfect in my mm-hmm. eyes. People like the weirdest stuff goes viral. It doesn't it, have to be the yes. cleanest recording or take or whatever. People will like it if it's like their thing. And the stuff you that you know. think, like, and if I like it, you know what? Well then, yeah. I think who cares? I did it, then you know. I mean, and the stuff you think is going to take off might like not fall completely flat. Or it could that. take off in like a year, and you're like, I don't know why, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. people are listening true. to this. But okay, um, so yeah, it just depends. But uh, but it made me cry, and I don't cry. I can count on like the different things. Like I know on like back like the back of my hand, like the different things I've cried at, like <laughs> books. I've cried yes, at. I know. Me. Movies. Movies. I've, like, I can tell you which ones. It's not like, oh, no. every time I watch a movie, I cry. Like, I can tell you which movies I've cried at, which books I've cried at, which songs I've cried at. Like, I, um, when I first heard, which, like, was, like, I don't know, eons ago, because I was probably, like, a child. But when I first heard, once again, another Whitney song, mm-hmm. um, I Will Always Love You, I cried oh, at that. Gosh. Like, yeah. I cried when I first heard that song. Because it's just, like, certain songs that you're, mm-hmm. like, yeah, even if I don't relate to it, like, that just, like, really... Yeah, spoke can, to me in whatever way books same thing so like yeah i can add your song to the cache of other things that have made me wild cry. yeah you made so you made it you made the uh, it. the list i feel i feel okay with that 
And hmm. actually, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would have never like the I know I would never have seen my song. No, because you wouldn't have you would no. have no reason to put it out, and I would never no. have seen it, and I would have been upset. Tell the cat, and I don't. But I also just mean in, in terms of like the conversations and the ideas that we're having together as creatives. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you would have written that story if it wasn't for like. Even though yeah. it wasn't directly for the podcast, it was kind of stemming from like what other things are we doing in our craft? And yeah. That's what you know. Tim well, that's talking about. So I don't. Well, know. that's the thing. Is like I like write all the time, but I don't share. So. I might have written mm. something like it. Probably not the same thing. Right. But like, but what if I would I have shared it, or would it be sitting in a notebook somewhere? It'd probably be sitting in a notebook somewhere, along mm. with like all the other things I've written that are all sitting in like notebooks yeah. somewhere in my house or in my apartment. Like, so. And yeah. I will say it was fun because it's completely different. I think I've never. I mean, I don't read a whole lot of short stories, but I was like, I don't know. I've never read. I'm not gonna say I've never read anything by Gabby, but like that type of like style. Um, and it was really fun making it. I mean, it was kind of difficult <laughs> <laughs> editing it afterwards. But um, I think it's yeah, like long. something also really unique. Like, I don't know a lot of podcasts. I mean, maybe I don't get around much. But that present stories in that way. And you'll hear yeah. it very soon. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to kind of say. You had said a few words yeah, in the original intro about I like. Said. It's not something that actually like you're drawing from your own experience but just like oh yeah oh that's right i did say that yeah it's not one of the yeah when i wrote it it's not like I, like a lot of times i think when you're writing something you're either writing to like process something or writing to like discover something mm. um and i wasn't writing to process anything like everything that happened in the story has not happened to me but um <laughs> disclaimer oh, this is ne- yeah this has never happened to me before um but I don't know. I don't even remember. Like, I would have to go back and, like, look at, like, my notes from, like, mm. when I first started, like, writing this story. I don't remember why it, like, popped into my mind at all. Like I said, I would have yeah. to go back and, like, like months ago and look at my notes and be like, what's the first thing I wrote down that then, like, made me think about this idea for a story? I don't remember. But, um, but yeah, I was just, I don't know, having fun writing. Like, well, if this did happen to me, how would I right. or how would, like, a character that I you know this type of character that I wrote how would she process this or how would she would she deal with it and is this the same way that I would deal with this I don't know mm-hmm. so it was just one of those things I don't know it wasn't anything that like that deep but well it was I really fun like towards the end like where it ends up being and it hit me I mean I think it'll hit everyone a different way yeah because it's just a longer form story than mm-hmm. a song and something original completely original because my song's not original eventually maybe I'll release an original song um but no, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it'll, uh, I don't know. I guess y'all see, y'all will see uh, who's first. I think you're you're up first, I'm and up then first. you can you can hear the song at the end. You'll leave on a, a which actually, note. and also before we let you just listen on. Um, next week, I think we'll have our final episode, and we want it to mm-hmm. be a Q and A. And if you have questions that Gabby can't remember about her story or about my song or in general, but we thought it was good to release this episode first too, um, about like the creative process or I don't know, specific questions you had about either thing, Mm -hmm. you can feel free to follow our Instagram, unsubscribe is what we say, but (laughs) to see whenever we put it up on our stories and you can send us um, your questions that way or via email, change by degrees. Is it at gmail.com? Change by degrees podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or DM us on Instagram or our website. Yes. Uh, a comment on there's our a website. contact page yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. the episode. So yep. anyway, you can get your questions in if you want them answered. Um, and let us know what you think. Yeah. Because this is um, probably the most work intensive episode we've ever 
and it's a lot of well it's a lot of work and it's it's definitely very like uh personal so Mm. uh, you know but once we do this now i'm like Dude, you want to read something I wrote? Let's do it. Let's it's go. It's a lot easier. I have to. It admit. is a lot easier. I'm just like, you know so what? Even and thinking about it, like, like two months ago, thinking about like sharing an entire story I wrote, I'm like, kind of makes me feel like sick to my stomach a little bit. But um, now I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like. Yeah, it's it's, it's like I think it's one of those things that just gets easier the more you do it. Yeah. And I don't know. And we're also super honest people. Like a, a big part of me was like, you know, I think it's super horrible and I would tell someone else that. I mean, yeah. You know. But everybody who creates something thinks it's bad. Like <clears throat> right. my story, when I look back on it, I'm like, it's not better. <laughs> like I could have. Oh, but I think but, we're honest with each other. That yeah. like, you know what, even if the next thing I make isn't as good as this or different or could be better then I know that the people around me will tell me like, hey, yeah. this is good. But you know what? We could do this or this, you know, or yep. that. Um, but. It's all I'm good. Excited. It's all good. Yep. And we hope you enjoy. Yeah. Your comments. And tell uh, us what you think. Tell us what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll I'm just leave you to enjoy whatever comes next. <laughs> I don't know how long experience. this will be, but this intro was longer than I thought it would be. So it's it fine. was, but that's okay. It's okay. So you know what? Let me fade out the music. Okay. And everyone focus up. Focus up. <laughs> oh, shh, focus up. Story time. You can't be serious. I am. I know I'm right. They met through a mutual friend. I gripped the steering wheel and stared straight ahead. The two-lane road coiled through the main drag of our town, which wasn't much. Slow and ambling, perfect for car conversations. Those talks I'd rather not have, but if I had to, I'd prefer to do it in a space where direct eye contact is virtually impossible, which is why I usually volunteered to drive. Claire crossed her arms and sat back in the passenger seat. That doesn't mean anything. He talks about her all the time. Then what's her name? Presley. Presley? What a stupid name. Well, she sounds ugly anyway. Never seen her. And I can't talk much about her name. I mean, mine's no better. Yes, it is. Sybil has a certain, like, an old faithful name, you know? Makes you seem like a respectable person. Thanks. You know how I love having the appearance of respectability. She pulled down the sun visor and flipped open the mirror, pursing her deep red lips at her reflection while I drove. Whatever. You're better than whoever this girl is. She's probably so boring. I think she's one of those health nuts, like smoothies and working out, and I don't know what these people actually do, but you know, the whole thing. So? So that's more interesting than adjusting insurance. Not last week when you had that guy who accidentally burned down his restaurant. Talk about a cash cow. That was a highlight, right? I mean, not for him. Claire shrugged. You have a cool story to tell now. I bet she doesn't have any cool stories. Oh, I tore my tendon doing a pull-up or something. How interesting is that? Like, (laughs) give me a break. I slowed as we approached a red light one of the few intersections in our town with a stoplight. Hey. Claire stretched the seatbelt down her shoulder and turned in her seat. I willed the light to turn green. Sybil. I glanced at her and she tried to meet my eyeline. Taylor, like, really likes you, right? And you guys have been together for such a long time. He wouldn't do something like that. Maybe it's because we've been together for such a long time. She scoffed. (laughs) Yeah, right. I made a noncommittal noise, unconvinced. And with your good looks, please. He would never even think about cheating. I went back to zoning out at the red light and tried not to roll my eyes. My good looks, I thought. My mousy brown hair that seemed to only cooperate when pulled back in a tight ponytail. One bad haircut and it never grew right again, which didn't help the angular line of my jaw and sharp blue eyes that were too much of a shock to fit naturally into my face. I swore people balked at the odd combination of features when first meeting me, 
but Taylor always said I was imagining it, that I fit right in. Claire hummed a random tune and continued to look at herself in the visor mirror. Do you think this lipstick color is too dark on me? The light blinked green. Maybe you're right. Maybe she is ugly, I mumbled. I met her a few days later. When Taylor first introduced Presley at the cafe, he had said how funny it was to be running into her there, of all places. I didn't think it was funny. It was noon on a Saturday, and we were at the only real cafe in town. Everyone was there. Presley had fire for hair, and her only vice was overspending at pricey athletic stores. She stood tall in the cafe. Her tight tank top and sweatpants looked high-end, and the only winter clothing she wore was a scarf to keep her warm. I complimented her sweatpants only because she said she liked my earrings, and because that's what women do. Compliment each other, back and forth, even if you're lying, even if she is the woman you know your significant other is sleeping with, until you run out of things to compliment each other on. These are just the sweatpants I wear for warming up. I have my real workout pants on underneath. She explained, and peeled the band of her sweatpants down to show us the very top of her leggings waistband. But it's kind of silly, you know? I could just wear the sweatpants, but I can't help it. I love athleisure. No matter the price, call it a vice. She over-explained. Yeah, cool, I said, and screwed the smile on my face tighter. If it was a competition, I had more, let alone better, vices. I beat her in all categories. Anger, lying, jealousy, resentment. I personally counted the smoking habit Taylor had told me about as a vice. But he called it her guilty pleasure and found it endearing or cute or something that a workout guru would be a smoker. So I guess it didn't officially count as a vice in his book. Maybe I resented her habit because I remembered when I had first tasted her guilty pleasure on Taylor's breath. It didn't take much to connect the dots. We didn't have any friends who smoked. And it was a Thursday. Not even a weekend. Not coming back from a late night at the bar on a Friday night. No wild young thing that had clambered onto him amidst dancing at the club. No inebriated decisions that left him wilted in the morning. A damn Thursday afternoon. A work day. I knew then it was serious. More than a one-time thing, or even a few times thing. Winter had cleared my insides, and I wanted new growth. But he came back to our home with cigarette smoke on his lips, and I remember thinking I didn't smoke, but whoever he had been with sure did. Nervous energy had been rampant throughout his body the first time, and his strict routine could not even calm his hitched footsteps or my fluctuating pinpricks of emotion. But the cycle continued. I never knew when he was going to see her, but I knew when he had. And we established a new routine, one where I pretended not to notice the cloud of smoke floating around his head, and he pretended not to notice me covering up my suspicions. She now lived with us, sat in between us on the couch when we watched TV, made herself comfortable in the place where the mattress dipped down in the middle of the bed. I was sure one day I would wake up to get dressed for work and find myself sharing space with her in my closet, her shoes next to mine, Her 100% polyester athletic crap creating a staticky mess and clinging to my socks. And she would say, (laughs) Oops, sorry, must have forgot the dryer sheet. By the way, do you guys use fabric softener or should I pick up some next time I'm out? At the cafe, Taylor insisted she sit with us. Only out of politeness, of course. I wanted to make her feel out of place, unwanted. He knew this game of mine and hated me for it. Hated it that it made him regret inviting her to sit with us at all. He gave me haunting glances from across the table the entire time, but kept quiet. When I vehemently disagreed with every word she spoke, she just laughed and said we were all entitled to our own opinions. 
I leaned in and told her I thought that was bullshit, even though I didn't think that was entirely true. But I smiled while saying it all the while. She laughed again, always laughed at everything, and tucked a piece of red hair behind her ear that had come loose from her ponytail. She probably thought I had the worst personality of anyone she had ever met. That didn't bother me. To be honest, the green cashmere scarf hanging around her throat seemed all too inviting to tighten, just the tiniest bit. But before I could pry my hands off the table, Taylor broke up the impending doom and asked how her exercise class in the park was going. The whole thing sounded horrible to me. Is that how you two were introduced? I forget, I interrupted before she could respond. Taylor wrinkled his nose at me, and she giggled. (laughs) No, 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 we met ages ago. She didn't elaborate, and I didn't ask for further detail. She responded to Taylor, telling him all about her exercise class and how invigorating it was to work out at 6 o'clock in the morning with a bunch of strangers. I once again interrupted. What else do you do in the park? Presley tilted her head, her eyebrows drawn together, and her glossy lips parted. What do you mean? He now held his chin in his palm, propped up by his elbow on the table. I wanted to ask if I was boring him, if he had witnessed my cat and mouse game so much that he was now unimpressed when I toyed with people's emotions and thoughts. Instead, I turned my steady gaze back to her and asked, do you walk in the park? She bobbed her head. Just walking? Sometimes. A walk in the park, but I already figured that. All weather? All seasons? Oh, sure. I'm not picky. Have to stay trim. The frozen Joker smile on my face twitched. I could see them both now, in all weather, all seasons. In the fall, colorful leaves drop into her hair as she passes beneath a row of oak trees. Did he brush those dying leaves off her head? In the summer, roots twisted and protruding from the earth. Did she step on them, walk on them, and grasp his arm for balance? Was her chin tilted up as her eyes gazed upon new blooms in the spring? How many cigarettes were smoked and healthy workout guru herbal teas sipped under that same balcony of branches in the winter? His suggestive pitch snapped me back from my reverie. Like, why are you so interested in the park? I'm just asking questions. She shrugged. That's about all there is to me. There was a lull in the conversation while she picked over her custom salad. With no salad dressing and extra spinach leaves, please. He sighed and sipped his coffee, glancing around the cafe, bored with me, it would seem. I would have found some type of solace in his guilt, if he had any. I wished he would toss and turn in the middle of the night, unable to sleep, unable to live with himself. But his breathing was as even as ever, uncomplicated. A rare adjustment from him in the middle of the night would send my heart to my throat and I would flip to face him, expecting watery eyes to meet mine, choking out how he'd ruined everything, to beg forgiveness, to be honest and admit he held her as king and not me. And I knew I would gladly get on my knees and pick up pieces of us and put them back together for him. For him, always for him. But his confession never came. He was a dead weight sleeping next to me and there was a defined imprint of him in the mattress every morning from where he had not moved. Even worse was the dishonesty he tried to hide and how he was careful. I knew he never brought her inside the house. He knew walls can talk, as do strands of bright hair on the floor, mixed in but still standing out against my dingy brown strands. Even unfamiliar shoe patterns pressed into the carpet in the doorway, living room, upstairs to the bedroom, where the shoe prints abruptly stop, would have given him away. Presley then scratched absentmindedly at a patch of skin beneath her scarf for the third time since we had sat down at the table. A nervous habit. Or a skin condition. I suppressed a grin at both theories. What about you? She asked. Do you like being outdoors? I felt his eyes on me as he awaited what he was sure would be a sardonic reply. I cleared my throat. Uh, no, too many bugs, or frostbite. I'd rather be inside and look out a window or something. She clapped once. Like a ski resort. You can sit inside and be warm and watch everyone else ski. (laughs) Great views. I gritted my teeth. Yes, 
just like a ski resort. The darkening atmosphere around our table was palpable. He sat forward in his chair and said, Well, as nice as this has been, we should probably get going. I saw her mouth droop at the thought of leaving him with me, the one with vices, the worst personality, the one who was impolite enough to hate and disagree in a blaring, borderline rude manner. But I decided I wasn't yet done with the scrawny skeleton in his closet. I reached across the table to grasp her hand. Her skin was warm and I tightened my grip. You're fun. I like you, which is rare. I don't usually like his friends. Why don't we do dinner tonight? Her eyes widened and she glanced at him. Tonight? I couldn't do tonight. I looked at him as well, still holding her hand. Wouldn't you like to have her for dinner? His eyes widened and he choked on the glass of water he was chugging out of uncomfortableness. Her hand had turned clammy. What do you mean? I... uh, At our house? Where else would we go? He shrugged. I mean, only if she wants to. Why would she refuse? His, His eyes narrowed at me, and before he could look into my eyes long enough to understand how much I knew, the suggestions I made, how much I hated, how miserable I was going to make his evening, I looked away and beamed at her now panicked countenance. Her cheeks matched the color of her ponytail, an unflattering, splotchy red blush that spread to her hairline. The hand I wasn't holding reached up and scratched her throat again. She did her best to avoid eye contact. But my eyes bored deep holes into her, telling her, I already know. I know. I want you to see what you cannot have. The house smelled like the bottom of the ocean, but slightly charred. The tilapia I had all but thrown to the back of the oven was too salty, and the skin was thick, chewy, and hard to cut. This is nice. She sat across from me at my table, the same table I had bought from some backwoods farmer's market that summer. He had said he liked the rough wood country look. I didn't, but he did, so I caved. Taylor sat next to me, chewing absentmindedly, staring at his plate. Very nice. He echoed. I think I burnt the fish. She waved her manicured hand. No, it's great! We really don't cook very often, so... He trailed off, but what he didn't say spoke for itself. We don't really cook very often, so I don't know why she decided to do so today. She barely knows how to turn the oven on. I could have come over early to help. Well, anyway, I'll cook for you both next time. We'll do it at my house. I tried to hide my shock. You don't have to do that. He mumbled. I recovered and said... No, that sounds fun. I'm sure you're a better cook than I am. She gave an awkward nod. I went to culinary school at night when I was getting my degree in physical therapy. It was just for fun. Of course you did. His eyes snapped to mine. Yes, a very talented cook, I'm sure. She shrugged. More just a hobby. The conversation waned. She scratched her neck, this time right where I imagined her pulse beat, pumping life throughout her gangly limbs. I wondered if she had family and if they were all like her. Any siblings? Oh yeah, a bunch. There's six of us. I'm in the middle somewhere. She laughed. One of those weird middle kids. He said. He had put his fork down, leaving most of his fish uneaten. She still pushed her food around her plate, gazing across the table at Taylor. Yeah, I was definitely the weird one of my siblings. The quiet one. It's always the quiet ones you have to look out for. He joked. His elbows brushed mine as he shifted in his seat. It felt like white hot fire. Do you have any siblings? I realized she had been talking to me. I nodded. One. A sister. Are you the youngest? 
older. Ah, do you like being an older sibling? My sister's face was then before my eyes, her voice sing-songing in time with her legs pumping on the swing at the park. Nibble, sibble, quibble, sibble, dribble, sibble? Yes, we aren't close, but... (laughs) But? She prompted. I shrugged. Not close. She doesn't like talking. To me. I can't imagine why. I narrowed my eyes, and he barked out a laugh. She scratched her pulsing neck and then her wrist. (laughs) That came out wrong. I didn't mean it like that. You're a very efficient speaker. Efficient? The muscles in her face twitched. (laughs) Yeah, like you just get to the point. Or don't beat around the bush. Efficient. Efficient speaker? It sounded like a way to describe a motivational TED Talk guest instead of someone you were having a conversation with over dinner. Well, this was a great meal, Sybil. You shouldn't, you really shouldn't have. He broke up the awkward silence and pushed his plate away. I don't even think I can make room for dessert. Good, because we don't have any, I mumbled. Presley's fork clattered against the ceramic plate. She moved quickly to catch it. Yes, really great. Love the flavor. Extra smoky just for you. He cleared his throat in a way that sounded painful. She paused, fork still in hand, and blinked wide, innocent eyes at me. Smoky? I looked outside the kitchen window at the rain bouncing off the sill. I don't know. Presley's eyes shifted from me to his, then back again. You must have meant something by it. I looked at her again. Nothing, really. A vein was beginning to pop in her forehead from her ever-tightening smile, but I sat back, relaxed. She scratched again at her neck. Why do you do that? She stopped her scratching, manicured nails still poised on the now red patch of her neck. Do what? I pointed to my neck and tried to keep from smirking. That's a rude question, Sybil. He said. Oh, sorry. She doesn't have to tell if she doesn't want to, if it's too private or embarrassing. Presley sat up straighter in her chair, her sharp chin tilted toward me. It's not embarrassed. Just a nervous habit, that's all. Don't you have nervous habits? I don't get nervous. Your body language says otherwise. I tried to discreetly let out a breath I was holding and keep my voice pleasant. What would you know about body language? Did you go to shrink school on top of culinary school on top of physical therapy school? He placed his hands on the table and said, This is getting kind of awkward, right? I mean, Presley, you don't have to stay. I call it being perceptive. Is that a crime? She shot back, still smiling. She raised her hand to her neck, but then dropped it back to a white knuckle grip on the table. Good thing, too. A red rash was beginning to appear where her nails had clawed away all night. I could practically feel her heart rate increase, her pulse beginning to thump in an irregular rhythm. And I laughed. Outright laughed in her face, the loudest I had been since meeting her. I launched from my seat, and she sat back, startled, and he stared at me with an arched eyebrow. I gritted my teeth. You think you're perceptive? You have a dead giveaway, you know, and you suck at hiding it. What are you talking about? Taylor warned. Sybil. And I can smell it every time. I can taste it. My voice cracked. He faltered. What? It grew quieter in the kitchen as the plinking of the rain began to slow. They traded glances in the most infuriating and familiar way. I felt more like an outsider in my own home than I had in the last three months, and the inside joke I was playing on them had somehow changed to exclude me. I looked from their flushed faces and open mouths to my shaking hands, realizing I now had the floor. I had waited for this moment, but now had nothing to say. There was a knot the size of a baseball in my throat, caused by every pent-up emotion and thought and thing I wanted to yell. I... I faltered and tried again. I was here first. Not her. I was. It sounded childish, 
selfish, the weakest thing I could have let fall out of my mouth. Taylor's jaw was clenched, his eyes wide and burning a hole into the wall behind me. What is it about me? I asked. I heard Presley say some placating anecdote, something simple like, We were going to tell you. Or, This isn't how either of us wanted you to find out. Or, It's nothing you did wrong. But I was much too self-absorbed to really comprehend. My hands fluttered awkwardly before coming to land on the table. I spread my fingers over the uneven surface and studied the discolored shades of brown from use and age. Before I knew it, I was talking. I hate this table, Taylor. I looked up, and he finally met my eyes at the jarring change of topic. I know that. I only bought it because you liked it. He didn't say anything in response, his mouth gaping helplessly. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Presley scoot her chair back from the table and stand to leave. Is this your first time in the house? She stopped in her tracks toward the front door and turned to face me, even though I refused to look at her. Taylor wiped a hand down his face and groaned at the horrible mess I had made, surely thinking to himself. Why couldn't she just leave our new routine alone? She cleared her throat. Of course it is. I let go of the table and straightened, still glaring at Taylor. Well, will you be taking him with you? I asked. I at first wanted to make a last-ditch effort to keep a white-knuckled grip on his arm, or maybe a hopeless stab at retaliation, and hopefully get the chance to twist the blade, if only a little. For every sleepless night and cigarette-covered kiss that I endured, I wanted to wind the knife in concentric circles, make him suffer, and look at me and make him learn about my suffering. But I knew, standing in my kitchen, that I had to then ask myself if it was at all worth it. Seeing him bow under my pressure, seeing him be reluctantly led through a lifetime of bad homemade dinners and my vengeful spirit haunting the corridors of his home. I could see his distracted gaze, eyes filled to the brim with another woman, a projection onto me of what he wanted. My grip could tighten, and I could hook my nails into him, and I could be as unhinged as he would want me to be. I leered at Presley for the first time since I'd unburdened myself with what I knew. I studied her. I thought, I could wear her skin, her hair, shift my bones out of socket to make space for her scrawny frame, sew her fiery hair into mine, and walk under trees in the park and sweat out every herbal tea through my pores so I smelled like a vegan apothecary. I knew I could do that, and more, if that is what he really wanted from me, Sybil only in name. Presley squirmed uncomfortably under my gaze, her flashy silver top shifting under the kitchen lights, and I smiled. But then, I thought, wouldn't I rather wear my own skin, hair, bones, teeth, and send him to his new heaven, to a woman who will eventually mold themselves into my carbon copy while I look on? A woman who will eventually end up wearing clothes like mine?
Bye.